0: If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com buck. Use promo code BUCK to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash BUCK and promo code BUCK to get 10% off your first order.
1: I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Suxton Show
0: podcast. All right, second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. Our friend Andy McCarthy joins us in progress here. He is from Fox News and National Review. He's been over 20 years as a federal prosecutor in the Southern District of New York. Andy, we knew we were going to need you today if we could get you. Thanks for calling in. Oh, uh, It's my pleasure, guys. We got something to talk about yeah i think i think so just clay is on vacation right now just so you know so he's gonna call in just like you later on this hour so it's just it's just you and me today andy it's it's the it's buck and andy for this one so tell me this um tell me this the how does it go from here now i mean you know we've got a federal indictment in miami what happens now in terms of process and what to expect
2: well, I heard uh, just in the last few minutes, Buck, that they are about to unseal the indictment. So we thought apparently that that was not going to happen until next week. So it looks like it's going to happen shortly. Um, there will be an arraignment on Tuesday. At least the schedule right now is at three o'clock on Tuesday in Miami. Uh, because the prosecutors at the last minute decided to shift venue from... Washington to Florida I think that was wise on their part because they were going to lose a motion to change venue if they tried to bring the whole case in Washington so they were better off doing that um and then it goes from there it'll be assigned to a judge I understand interestingly at least from what I heard this morning that at least initially the judge who's going to have the case is Aileen Cannon who was the judge who was involved in the um uh in in right after the church warrant, the judge who was involved in the whole litigation over the special master. Um, right. So it's not she knows a lot about this case, obviously, but what would typically happen is they'll set a motion schedule and they may or may not set a trial date, usually, uh, in a, a case where there's apt to be complex motions. And I would think any case where you're trying to indict a former president who was also a prospective president, there's going to be some complicated, uh, motions, uh, They'll probably set a date for uh, when those must be filed by and when they'll be argued, and maybe we'll get a trial date. We'll have to see.
0: When do you think the trial is going to happen? Just is it going to be before the Republican primary is is over? Could they hold it? I mean, how, how does how do you think the scheduling plays out?
2: I think, Buck, that the reason that Smith probably decided the better part of valor was just to bring the case in Florida is he didn't want to be bogged down for months arguing venue and then losing, which is what would have happened. So that suggests to me that he'd like to push it to trial before the election. Um, whether he'll be able to do that or not is going to be a question of what the judge is. The judge basically once the last thing that the government can do that it controls completely is bring the case. You know, you always have control over when you bring that within reason, within like the statute of limitations. But other than that, once the case is brought, it's really up to the judge how fast it moves. And um, I I think they're going to want to move fast. But the thing is, this is not the only item on Trump's dance card. You know, later this month, he's in federal court in Manhattan trying to get the Bragg uh, Manhattan DA's case brought to federal court. I think he's going to lose that, but they're going to have a big hearing uh, this month. And then in August, we're going to get an indictment no doubt in uh in atlanta from fanny willis the uh, fulton county prosecutor and then in october uh the civil fraud trial in new york brought by the new york attorney general letitia chains that's the trial of that case is supposed to start october 3rd and that's going to go for a few weeks that's going to be um i I wouldn't go to sleep on that case i think that we're going to there's going to be a lot of uh information that comes out of uh of that case. And it's gonna be a hard one for Trump cause it's civil. So, you know, they can make a big deal over the fact that he didn't answer questions in his free trial deposition. He doesn't, you know, if he doesn't testify, they can comment on it. It's a lower burden of proof for the state. So that's a tough one for him. And then once we get close to the end of the year, you're supposed to argue the motions in Bragg's case, you know, in Manhattan. And then that case he scheduled, the judge there is scheduled that for trial, on march 25th which is like two weeks after super tuesday so i think all threaded through the debates the campaign and the primary contests are going to be these you know these big ticket litigation matters that trump is going to have to attend to
0: um andy if if you were trump's defense attorney in the miami federal indictment right how worried are you about this case
2: Have I gotten paid?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you've you've already got your retainer. You're good on that. How worried are you for your client?
2: Now I can think more clearly. Um, Yeah, I think I'd be worried, you know, because uh, the the best defense that Trump has to this case is really not a legal defense. It's more like a political, uh, you know, it's a selective prosecution defense. And the thing about selective prosecution is you almost never win that on the law. Selective prosecution is the argument you make to persuade the prosecutor not to charge. Once the prosecutor does charge, legally, selective prosecution doesn't help you with the jury. Because the jury in the trial is going to be told, um, the only issue for you is whether the government has proved the charges against this defendant beyond a reasonable doubt It's not a defense that some other person who should have been charged wasn't. So um, to the extent that, like, the Hillary Clinton precedent was helpful to Trump, and I think it will continue to be helpful politically, particularly putting heat on uh, the Justice Department with respect to Biden's classified information issue. But I don't think it helps him much legally. And, you know, the other problem Trump has is He'll get a second bite at the apple in Florida on this, but the judge in Washington ruled that his attorney, Mark Corcoran, had to testify and turn over to the prosecutor all of his notes, which are pretty elaborate, about conversations with Trump, which I think have become like a key part of the obstruction case as far as the prosecutors are concerned, and that could be a very tough case for him. Uh, if it turns out that that sworn statement that they gave to the FBI for transmission to the grand jury in June of 2022, where they represented under oath that they had done a thorough search and the 38 documents they were turning over that day were the only ones that Trump had in his possession, and then we find out, like, two months later, they do the raid and they find 100 more. If, that, if the jury concludes that that was a false statement and that Trump caused a false statement to be made to the grand jury... Um, He's going to get convicted on that. And, you know, I, I think the problem he has with that count is while he can call, he can talk about selective prosecution very well with respect to a lot of this. Um, anyone in the country who provided a false sworn statement to the grand jury would get prosecuted. It's going to be hard to say that he's, you know, that's the kind of behavior that they and, have single. What do you make,
0: Andy, of this of this? Uh, it's reported right now. We don't know, but. I think CNN is claiming or uh, I think they're claiming they have this audio where Trump is yeah. talking about Iranian, you know, some US attack plan on Iran that he has a document he didn't declassify. I mean, I, again, folks, it could all be crap, but this is what they're reporting right now. If that is even approximately correct or real, is that a big problem?
2: Well, I you know you know this as well as as I do, buck, because you were from that world that world yeah um you know i've always thought that trump's declassification spiel um that he's been doing ever since the the mar-a-lago raid in august um to me that's always been a red herring because it's not a defense to the espionage act the espionage act doesn't talk about classes but classified information it talks about national defense information so legally Even if he did declassify every document, which there's no evidence that he actually did, um, it wouldn't be a defense because if it's national defense information, then he's got to return it when it when there's a demand made for it. And he's not allowed to keep it in an unauthorized place. Um, So I've never been impressed by the declassification uh, spiel. And what it seems to me the CNN reported recording does is it, it is it undercuts his claim that he declassified everything but i never thought much of his claim that he declassified everything and obviously the declassification doesn't help him at all with the obstruction count because the subpoena that was issued to them the the prosecutor the justice department didn't want to get into the issue of whether he had declassified the documents or not so in the grand jury subpoena they gave him in May of 2022, what they demanded that he turn over was every document that was physically marked classified. So it doesn't matter for those purposes, whether he declassified them or not. If he had documents that had physical classification markings on them, he was required to surrender them under the subpoena.
0: Andy, if he's found guilty, if, um, you know, I've, for a few weeks, I had people who were getting a little mad at me because I was saying, guys, I think he's going to get indicted. I think this is imminent, and here we are. Oh, um, right. If he is found guilty, I'm not saying he will be, and I think there's some, you know, uh, all it takes is one juror in Miami to see what's yeah. going on here. But if he's found guilty, is he going to prison? Probably.
2: I think in a case like this, Buck, ordinarily, now his, his age would and his uh, lack of a... Uh, a meaningful criminal record obviously would play in his favor, as would the fact that it would it would rip the country apart um, to incarcerate him. I think even we're playing with fire doing what we're doing. We haven't right. gotten to the point of, uh, of jail, but um, just if you, if you wanted to treat this like any other case, the Espionage Act is is taken seriously by courts because of the national security implications of it. But I don't, you know, if there's a single category of case, you know, put murder and terrorism and all that stuff aside. If there's a single category of case that I think judges and sentencing judges in particular take seriously, it's obstruction. Because that's basically what they deem that to be is like a crime against a court. And generally speaking, people who get convicted of obstruction crimes get time. I'm not saying, you know... All these cases, all these counts, as we know, like the Espionage Act is ten-year counts, and obstruction is twenty-year counts, and lying to the grand jury is a five-year count. Yeah, he's not and
0: going to jail for a hundred years. We know that, but he might but, on obstruction. You think they might say six months or something? Could that happen?
2: Or sure, absolutely could happen. There's nothing, by the way, though. We're in. We end in the same place. We always end, right? There's nothing in the Constitution that says that that disqual- disqualifies him from running for president. So
0: These are crazy times. Andy, uh, keep the phone handy. We're going to need you. Thanks for calling in, Andy McCarthy, everybody. Right, Andy, we appreciate you. Take care, buddy. Oh, man, thank you. What a, what a mess. Okay, <laughs> switching gears here for a second. Whether you exercise or not, as you age, you experience some kind of pain, and mine is shoulder pain. That's where I've just had a rough time for the last, oh, gosh, nine months or so. But thanks to our friends at Relief Factor, I decided, you know what, I'm going to try some Relief Factor myself. It's 100% drug-free, contains four all-natural ingredients. That's it. And it's created by doctors, and it's backed by 15 years, over 15 years of scientific research. So I've been using Relief Factor, and guess what? Shoulder doesn't hurt as much. Relief Factor treats aches and pains, including elbow, hip, knee, hand, back, neck, and in my case, shoulder pain. Taking Relief Factor, I truly feel the difference. Join the more than a million people who have purchased Relief Factor's Quick Start product. Order the three-week Quick Start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief. Get the 1995 three week quick start developed for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 the number four relief. Feel the difference.
3: Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton.
1: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D.
4: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
2: I do believe tonight that Joe Biden just secured Donald Trump's nomination for Republicans in 2024.
1: You do? Why do you say that?
2: Well, looking at the way that they're treating him in one way versus everybody else, Biden, every time that Biden comes under the microscope, every time we show corruption by Joe Biden and his family, there's an indictment on Donald Trump. And I said this two days ago. I said that this was going to happen on the day that we either held in contempt Christopher Wray with the FBI, or we got access to those documents. You were right. And what I I predicted, and it, it came true. You just this is the banana republic. I just cannot believe that this is what's actually happening. He's trying to take out his political opponents using the executive branch. That's what this is.
0: As Representative Mace, who is saying she called it that, the documents are uh, making their way the FBI informant documents making their way over to the Republicans in the House Oversight Committee would perhaps coincide with the indictment of Donald Trump. And here we are. Notice that the question when it comes to the Bidens isn't, did they commit crimes? It's not, did Hunter Biden break the law? It's, is the justice system willing to prosecute the president's son for his clear, obvious, and on-the-record breaking of laws? And so far, the answer has been a resounding no, they will not. And remember that I said this. If, in fact, they do, you will see the most sweetheart, kid-glove, soft treatment of Hunter Biden by the justice system imaginable, so then they can turn around and say, see... We were, you know, we're, we do what we are fair minded. No, 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 no. He either goes to prison or the whole thing's a scam. That's really where we are. You also have, um, speaking out on this, a number of people, including, uh, uh, gosh, including Josh Hawley, who understands, I think, this moment that the country is in and what a, what a disgrace all of this is. Play clip uh, nine here.
1: If the president in power can just jail his political opponents, which is what Joe Biden is trying to do tonight, we don't have a republic anymore. We don't have the rule of law. We don't have the constitution. Our constitution is built on the basic rule of law and due process. And nobody should be in doubt of what's happening tonight. Joe Biden and his cronies are trying to take out their chief political opponent. This has never happened before in American history, Laura. We are in dangerous, dangerous waters. And it is because of Joe Biden.
0: So there are certainly a lot of people who are, uh, who are outraged about this. You know, I'm going to spare you listening to the glee that the Democrats in the commentariat, uh, have expressed over this. No surprise. If you go over to MSNBC, they're popping the champagne corks. Uh, they think this is fantastic for the country. One part of this, though, that I think no one can really know in advance is what is it going to do within the Republican primary how does this now play out how do the other candidates handle it not just with an initial statement but going forward here's Byron York on that issue play clip 10
4: the Republican candidates in the presidential race have a bit of a conflict of interest here I think most of them believe uh, as do their voters that Trump has been unfairly targeted since 2016 Um, on the other hand Uh, they're looking at a a, a case in which Trump is leading the field by so far that they think something spectacular has to happen uh, to cut into that lead. And frankly, some of them were thinking that perhaps an indictment might do that. On the other hand, this indictment might have the same effect that the Manhattan indictment did, which was Mm. increase Trump's support.
0: No one really knows how this will affect the polls and the eventual voting in the primary yet, but... It does feel like the American people are being denied the right to just decide. Certainly the Republican uh, primary voters are being denied the right to decide for themselves. Clay is going to be joining us here in just a moment, taking a break from his vacation, get his thoughts on this. And then Julie Kelly, uh, she'll be joining us in the third hour about the other federal indictment that's probably coming. Look, when I can't get to the gun range with my brothers, I train at home using the Mantis X. Mantis X is a firearms training system that is a no ammo, all electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light, which you then connect via Bluetooth to your smartphone and the Mantis X app. The Mantis X gives you data driven, real time feedback in your technique and allows you to improve your aim every time you practice. It also guides you through drills and courses. It's not only safe, it's fun and effective. Its product is now being used by U.S. military and special forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. Again, this allows you to get better at your shooting, tighten up those skills at home or at the range, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on ammo because it's all electronic. Go to MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S x.com all right so everybody we know clay is on vacation uh, but we knew that this could happen where the huge breaking news would come down about the indictment of donald trump the federal indictment that we now know is reality and so he has come off of the uh the hiking trail here to tell us his thoughts on to co-host of this program of course clay travis here he is with us clay Sorry to interrupt your vacation, my friend, but everyone <laughs> wants to hear your thoughts on this. Just give us your your, your top-line reactions.
3: So, first of all, Smoky Mountains are beautiful. Um, I was literally hiking in the Smoky Mountains, dodging uh, bear, uh, bear crap on the trails uh, just shortly ago to start uh, the morning. But, like, I think a lot of people, last night when the news came down, um, it just, to me, epitomized, The ultimate lie of Joe Biden's candidacy, which was he was going to restore normalcy and a uh, complete respect for democracy. And instead, he has embarked us on a path that has never been taken in 240 plus years of United States history. And I think this is why, Buck, and you know this because we talked about it a lot off air. But this is why we had Ron DeSantis on and why when we've had so many different Republican presidential contenders on, uh, we wanted to ask the question, would you pardon Donald Trump in the event that you are the nominee and the eventual president uh, taking the oath of office in January of, of 2025? Uh, because regardless of your politics, Democrat, Republican, Independent, I truly believe the precedent that is being set here of it is acceptable to bring charges against your chief political rival for, let's be honest, relatively inconsequential issues of procedural criminal misconduct we're not talking about somebody uh committing a murder we're not talking about uh you know somebody getting drunk and driving in a car and hitting someone right where there's a clear criminal uh action we're talking about a definite political prosecution donald trump would have never been a defendant on any of these issues uh either in new york atlanta or certainly in federal uh uh, federal cases if he had was still in office, right, or if he had never decided to enter into politics. And so um, I think the Republican Party and reasonable independents and, frankly, uh, people who are not crazy Trump derangement syndrome members of the Democrat Party should all be aligned against the precedent that's being set here because this is what banana republics do if it becomes the case that when you lose an election, not only do you lose an election, but you potentially are going to be put behind bars Uh, when you lose that election, this is a fundamentally different world than we've ever lived in as an American democracy before, and Trump will not be the last president or former president to face charges like these.
0: Uh, Clay, we're speaking to Clay Travis, co-host of this show, everybody, for joining us in progress here. Clay, uh, do you think that the the fact that this is going to be in Miami, that it's going to be a Miami jury pool, is is a big factor in this like how do you assess that component because i think that was a little bit of a surprise everyone was expecting dc initially
3: yeah well this is where again i would give credit to our callers um you know when we had andy mccarthy on last week uh, people may remember i specifically asked andy because the caller had been asking the question why was this proceeding given that it's obstruction charges and related to classified documents that all seems to have originated from inside of mar-a-lago Uh, in Palm Beach in uh, in Florida. Why was this taking place in Washington, D.C., or at least the discussion surrounding where the charges would be taking place, all centered on Washington, D.C.? I think from a uh, procedural posture perspective, um, you know, lawyers talk all the time about the importance of forum. And I think as a as forums go, uh, the charges being brought in Miami is about as good of a jurisdiction as Donald Trump could hope for. And I know we have a monster listenership uh, in South Florida, both podcast and radio, who are listening to us right now. I think there are lots of people listening to us, Buck, who could be in that jury pool. Heck, you could be in that jury pool, if I'm not mistaken. Your wife could be in that jury pool.
0: I Um, hadn't thought about that that until now, but that would be quite a a situation.
3: Yeah, look, I mean, you would get excluded because I I, I don't think they would allow you to uh, to serve on the jury. But I think there are a lot of people who are listening to us right now that have the exact same political persuasions and thoughts as both you and I do about this case. But I think there's a really good chance if there are 12 jurors seated in Miami. I don't think it's crazy to think that at least one of those people will, no matter what, refuse to convict Donald Trump of anything because he or she sees this as what it is, a political persecution. Um, And, you know, the, the, the goal would be to get those people knocked off of the jury. But let's imagine that, you know, you're a first generation recent arrival from Cuba or Venezuela, and you have seen what happens in socialism run amok, and you have seen what countries can descend to when politics moves into the courtroom and you try to put political rivals in jail. You came to this country to try to avoid living in a place where that could happen. If I'm a recent uh, you know, arrival from Venezuela or a recent arrival from Cuba or so many countries right, all over the world, I don't want to convict Donald Trump because I don't want my country that I now have moved to and that I love to end up this way. And That says nothing of all of the you know, uh, people who've been in the United States for generations and feel that way. But you know well, as someone who lives in, in Miami now, you are surrounded by people from Latin America who have come to America for freedom and are huge Trump supporters for that reason, because they believe in American excellence and American exceptionalism. I think it's going to be really hard. This is just my perspective. We don't know the full scope of the charges and we don't know all the details yet. So we're obviously talking in that scale, but I think we have a pretty good sense of what they are. I think it's going to be really hard to get a conviction in Miami. I I generally do. And, uh, And again, this comes back to the question that I've kind of been hammering on for a long time: is timing. Uh, You know, I I, we've said on this show we thought charges were going to come down in June or July. Off air, the reason why I'm you know sitting talking to you right now is because we've been saying, "Hey, I'm going to be out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday." This you know trip has been scheduled for a long time, but I said, "Hey, it wouldn't shock me at all if these charges came down on Friday," and instead they came down. You know, we became aware of them on Thursday evening. Uh, But I think this is going to be depending on the timing, a really hard case to get a conviction on, uh, presuming that the jury pool is, as I would anticipate, as varied in political persuasion. This is not going in front of the Washington, D.C. kangaroo court that'll stamp anything because it's 95% Democrat. Uh, Buck, you know, you live there. I would think this is basically a 50-50 America. Uh, now, it's not Donald Trump getting charged in, you know, rural Alabama or rural utah right where there's like zero percent chance he'd be convicted of anything uh but it is kind of a jury that would be at least somewhat representative of the larger american electorate which is very evenly divided on the question of who should be ruling and running our country today
0: speaking of clay travis co-host of this program clay the politics of this i don't know how it's possible that anyone can even make a case that there's not a it, it feels like the 2024 election is tainted in some way before it even really gets fully underway. What do you make of all of it?
3: Well, this makes January 6th seem like jaywalking, right? Right, And this makes Russia collusion uh, seem like, uh, I, I don't know, uh, maybe driving five miles over the speed limit on the interstate and getting pulled over for, uh, for violating the speed limit. Um, this is the most egregious, influential, consequential, indefensible act to determine the outcome of an election that has ever occurred in any of our lives. And so to me, like for this is why I started off when you asked me the question, the ultimate message that Joe Biden ran on was I'll restore normalcy to America. And the most uh, impactful thing that he has done in terms of democracy now is exceed the parameters of precedent that to a degree that we've never seen in 250 years in trying to have his Department of Justice put Trump in jail, Uh, in prison uh, instead of being able to run against him for president of the United States. We've truly never seen this. And so from a political perspective, here's where I'd say you have to – I always try to – and you know this, and we talk about this – try to strip away super emotion because it's very easy to allow emotion to rule your analysis. And I always think – and this is me being a lawyer – it's important to take a step back and just kind of logically work through the case and the facts and the details and not try to get the emotion leading – but have the logic um, What Democrats are trying to do here, in addition to put Donald Trump in prison, is they want Trump to be the nominee. I, I really do believe this is the political calculus. I believe they think that charging Trump with all of these crimes simultaneously elevates him in the Republican primary race by, the, by making him even more of a favorite, making him more likely to be the nominee, while simultaneously destroying him with independents and the people who are persuadable uh, who make the decision basically about who wins our election. Now, that calculus could be wrong, right? Uh, Because in 2016, Democrats were ecstatic that they were getting Trump against Hillary. Uh, But Democrats in 2020 picked Biden specifically to run against Trump. And I believe Democrats believe that if Joe Biden is a nominee in 2024 and we get a rematch, that they will beat Trump again and they feel more confident in beating Trump than they do any other Republican. So to me, if I'm looking at this from the Democrat perspective, leaving aside the trampling all over the ideals of American democracy and the awful precedent that they're setting from a raw political calculus, let's figure out a way to win perspective. They believe this makes Trump more likely to be the nominee. They are choosing their fighter. They want Trump to go against Biden and they think they will beat Trump in 2024 and Biden will be a two-term president, and then Trump will be gone, too old. Although they may try to drag him into a race again in 28, they think that Donald Trump is unelectable, but they want him to be the Republican nominee.
0: Let's come back in a second here with uh, Clay Travis. It's funny. It's funny to introduce you on your own show, Clay Travis, co-host. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the I Clay Travis at yeah. Buck Sexton. By the show. Way,
3: beautiful view here of the Smoky Mountains. Perfect day uh, for a uh, for a, for a political analysis calculus sitting here on the porch, looking out over the mountains.
0: That's the way to do it. We'll come back with Clay here in a second and talk about where this is going next. But first up, everybody, with inflation on the rise and the stock market more volatile than ever, protecting your retirement savings can be a challenge. To weather today's economic uncertainty, the Phoenix Capital Group recommends diversifying your investments right now. They recommend high-value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields that range from 8% to 12% APY paid monthly. That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middlemen. There are both Regulation A-plus and Regulation D corporate bond offerings with different maturities, qualifications, and rates. There's also a 9% APY starting at a $5,000 investment open to all investors. Download the Phoenix Capital Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 8 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. That's phx on Clay
3: and Buck, 24-7. Subscribe today.
0: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we
1: already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
0: You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two,
1: Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
0: All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, we've got Clay Travis of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show on the line here with us, calling in from his vacation because the Republic matters more to him than the massage he has scheduled for later today. Um, Clay what, what is their proper response? Like a lot of people, I think, are feeling a tremendous amount of frustration and, and, and deep concern over this. But, you know, other candidates uh, have weighed in. Asa Hutchinson, no surprise, says Donald Trump should drop out. Ron DeSantis says, uh, effectively, this is weaponization. It's grotesque and, you know, we can't stand for it. What should be the response?
3: I think it's a relatively easy answer, and this is the one that that, that I floated on the show. Some people have heard it before. I think every single Republican candidate has to pledge that in the event they are the nominee, they will 100% certainty give Donald Trump a pardon on all federal charges. I don't see this as a remotely difficult question. Um, I I think the precedent that is being set, if you are – someone who who truly loves America and respects um, uh, the, the electoral process, we cannot allow this to become the standard issue of the day. So I think I think Vivek Ramaswamy, if I'm not mistaken, Buck, has come out publicly and said, hey, I would pardon Trump. You may have in front of you, because I've been hiking in the Smoky Mountains. I haven't seen him. Yeah, he,
0: he pledged last night to pardon Trump, yes.
3: I think he's the only one, if, if I'm not mistaken, who has come out and said 100% he will do that. I think that's 100% the right call. Um, and, I look, I understand, like, you, you and I would get more votes than Asa Hutchinson, and I don't really pay a lot of attention to him. So I, I would say if you are Tim Scott, if you are Nikki Haley, if you are, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis, to me, uh, now, again, there are complicating factors here. I understand also saying, hey, I want to review what the charges are, but I don't even really think it matters what the charges are, to be fair, again, because we're not talking about some – you know, Trump's not accused of murder, right? I mean, I think that if there were a criminal act uh, of that magnitude, right, that had occurred, that's something different than what is here pretty clearly a political prosecution and a political persecution. So I think every single candidate uh, should come out and pledge to uh, pardon Donald Trump of all federal charges the moment, the first day that they enter into uh, the White House. And by the way, I would extend that to the vast majority. There may be some small number of exceptions of January 6 defendants, people who directly attack police that are on video doing that i think that's a different uh level but the vast vast majority like 90 95 percent maybe even higher of all jan six defendants uh i believe should be pardoned uh by the, the republican president in 2025 as well
0: so it's interesting isn't it clay that they're going after trump on this you mentioned the severity of of the crime in this case the lack of severity people are sitting there saying wait hold on so he was the president a lot of presidents take documents Presidents even mistakenly take documents, but he's being prosecuted. I mean, there's a lot you could point to here. Biden had this stuff at his home. Fine. Hillary Clinton. Trump chose not to have his DOJ go after Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton had over 100 classified documents on a server she set up specifically to evade FOIA and the scrutiny that it would bring of the Clinton Foundation. It's quite obvious. And she smashed things with hammers. Even after they were subpoenaed, they got rid of things. No charges. Comey came out. How can anyone feel like the DOJ isn't rigged after this?
3: Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Uh, I mean, we do have a a kangaroo court, two tier judicial system. And, And I think that's why as a secondary part of you said, you know, how do you respond if you're a Republican presidential candidate? I think not only do you pledge to pardon Trump, you should pledge that your Department of Justice will zealously investigate what I believe is Joe Biden and his criminal syndicate of a family. Uh, Because that's the thing that is that is so jarring here, Buck, Um, on the uh, on the day that we get, you know, effectively news that there have been FBI whistleblower complaints that Joe Biden got paid five million dollars by uh, by foreign interest. And certainly we know and we've talked about a lot on this program, the bevy of felonies that are easily provable from Hunter Biden on his own laptop. They're going after Trump for relatively inconsequential procedural related crimes and ignoring the smoking gun evidence of far more consequential crimes on and from Joe Biden, which is ultimately, again, why I circle back around to the idea of living in a banana republic. That's what happens, right? People lose so much faith in the justice system that instead of believing that people are going to – well, lady justice is blind for a reason, Buck, right? When you look at the scales of justice – the idea is you're not being influenced in one way or the other by who the defendant is. Here, we have one record and one rule of law for Republicans and another for Democrats, and that's how uh, republics crumble, frankly, is through lack of faith in the judicial system to adequately and impartially deliver justice.
4: All right,
0: Clay, you, you are under orders now to go and uh, and hang out with Mrs. Travis and your friends there and enjoy the rest of your vacation. We'll let you get back to it, okay, sir?
3: appreciate it, my man and uh, appreciate all of you uh, out there listening we'll be back on Monday breaking all this down and more and we'll continue to fight the good fight That's on that
0: enjoy your weekend my friend we'll see you on Monday and uh, we'll, we'll be do. back every we'll be back everybody here in just a few minutes we'll be talking to uh, well I'll be talking to all of you about this Biden as a good guy or a bad guy overall stay with us.
1: so you can have more money to travel with this summer.
4: When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock
1: technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling wrong codes and fraud.
4: You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date,
1: HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com
4: today. That's HealthLock.com.
0: Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden.
1: For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel the to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude.
0: People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. the number two, t, dot org.